Assalamu alaikum, my sisters and brothers. Thank you for joining us for our panel. Muslims have been a part of the fabric of this nation for generations. And post 9-11, we've witnessed a rise in Muslims creating their own spaces, increasing their political participation and civic engagement with a wide range of Muslims running for offices and winning seats at the federal, state, and local levels. It's my pleasure to welcome my dearest friends, Mayor Bill Bazzi of Dearborn Heights, Michigan, and Mayor Abdullah Hamoud of Dearborn, Michigan, two suburbs of metropolitan Detroit and, home to, and homes to the largest concentrated population of Arab Americans in the United States. Their historic campaigns have brought tremendous opportunity, further solidifying Muslims in civic spaces. Over the last 20 years, we've seen a seismic shift of the Muslim identity in the US catapulting their level of engagement in politics and civil service exponentially in a post 9-11 society. Mayor Bazzi, you bring a global perspective and experience to your position as a leader and military veteran working closely with diverse communities in the United States and abroad. Dearborn Heights is richly diverse. How did you reach this diverse population and what was your greatest obstacle that you had faced during your campaign? And what, and, and what helped you to overcome it? Salam alaikum. Thank you, Sohaila. And uh, thank you for moderating uh, this event. And uh, so for, uh, in, uh, you know, when I ran a few years ago for council, um, one of the things I actually wanted to be boots on the ground, wanted to talk to as, uh, as many residents as possible. And when I was campaigning, I think I reached out most of the city uh, by, uh, I actually wore out two shoes, uh, walking door to door, talking to people, taking notes, uh, letting them know what I'm all about. And also uh, I connected with a lot of residents, you know, being a veteran, there was a lot of veterans in, in the area and a lot of them, even if they're not veterans, you know, they had veterans that within their family. So we got a chance to really talk. You know, I spent uh, at least six, sometimes seven days a week on the ground talking to uh, most of the residents from different, uh, from different cultures, different uh, backgrounds. Um, so what pretty much, you know, I told them that I wanted to represent everybody in the city of Dearborn Heights, not just one group, you know, I'm for the whole city, not for, you know, one, one segment, one part of the city or not. As you know, a lot of people, they, uh, they try to uh, divide the city into two, you know, the north and the south end, and that's the wrong thing to do. The city of Dearborn Heights is one city, not north or south. Um, so they, I connected with them, and especially, uh, so one of the toughest thing, you know, for um, that, you know, um, we had um, is uh, the, the last year, you know, with uh, campaigning, you know, obviously, you know, uh, Mayor Abdullah Hamoud had probably the same thing. It was hard to campaign because, you know, we're on the ground, especially for me. Uh, I was already the mayor from last year. I was appointed. So I, I had little time to campaign. So what I did, I did everything that I was doing when I was on council, but now in the mayor's capacity, um, we're helping the residents, you know, to the flooding and just being, uh, uh, walking door to door, making sure everybody's okay and just uh, seeing what we can do to help our residents. So that's one of the things that challenges is, you know, uh, what I say campaigning is uh, not being able to, uh, you know, connect with more people during a campaign. But I've, obviously, you know, people saw 
that I was on the ground, you know, helping, you know, and I wasn't campaigning and, you know, just helping the residents of Dearborn Heights. And as a resident of Dearborn Heights, we were witness to that and you've done an exceptional job. I know our community has gone through a great deal with the flooding and all of the things that have passed in this last year. And I know Abdullah has as well faced and done a lot of that work too. Um, and I thank you both for it because that's something that's very important. People need to see their leadership on the ground and working hand in hand with their community members. So thank you for the work that you are doing. Thank you. So as the Muslim identity in the West continues to evolve, with it comes tremendous opportunity for advancement. Muslims have won elections in states like Oklahoma, Texas, Delaware, Colorado, and Wisconsin, among many others. Times are changing and perspectives on Muslims are shifting across the nation. Though we anticipate elections to often be easy where there's large populations of Muslims, that isn't always necessarily the case. I'd like to ask Mayor Hamoud, you led a very strong campaign. You openly shared your faith and your culture and even beginning some of your speeches with praise of God or traditional salamu alaikum. Given the history of Dearborn's racial and ethnic and religious diversity and makeup and some of the biases that have happened over the last several generations here in the community. How was your message and your messaging received by the greater community in Dearborn? And what advice do you have for Muslims who are seeking office that don't want to compromise their faith or culture to pursue their political aspirations, often feeling that sometimes they may have to? Um, first of all, good afternoon. It's great to be here uh, with all of you, and it's always great to uh, to see you, Zahila. Um, you. you know, uh, to the first part of the question on um, was my messaging always welcomed, um, or what was the feedback from the broader community for my messaging? There are many points um, you know, that I probably discuss here. One in my first campaign in 2016, um, you know, that was the year that Trump also ran for president. During that campaign cycle, I'll never forget, I tended to use the phrase, our community. You know, I'm running for our community. I'm running to improve schools for our community, to create better jobs for our community. Although I was successful in that primary election, so one of my opponents asked for a meeting uh, after the election. She sat me down. Uh, and this was um, a, a non-Arab, uh, you know, a, a middle-aged white woman. And she told me, she's like, I just want you to know and to hear it from me directly. When you say our community, we don't think you're saying all of Dearborn. We think you're saying just Muslim and Arab, uh, which really opened up my eyes that there was, a, there was a point of privilege on even saying the phrase our community. And so I shifted my messaging to say our Dearborn community moving forward. Now, I, I, you know, over the years, I've been much more you know, purposeful about how I message, how I present myself. Um, I don't shy away from saying my name with my ayn uh, at the beginning and, and, and using uh, whatever phrases it might be if I read a prayer or, or saying salam uh, in, in Arabic. And the reason I do that is if you look to some other minority communities, that's actually how you begin to break down barriers when you normalize the using of those phrases. When you are as proud of your religion and your ethnicity and your faith and your culture and your background, um, and you don't shy away from it, because I think what tended to happen growing up in the post 9-11 era, we shied away from maybe doing things publicly. 
so that we don't cast a stronger light onto us. Um, and so I, I was hoping to, to accomplish that, that. I am authentically Muslim Arab American. And this is how I speak. This is how I live. And I'm not going to shy away from it. And I think Dearborn uh, certainly accepts uh, of folks like me. And, and I think the election results prove it. That we here in the city, we vote for people based on the direction in which they lead, no matter the direction in which they pray. And I think that is a very powerful message. Uh, and to those who are thinking about running for office uh, and, and, and you know, kind of grapple with your identity and if it would be welcoming or not. You know, when I first ran, members of the Muslim community approached me and said, no one with a name like Abdullah had ever won. Why not run as Abe? Abe Hamoud, trim down that beard. You're not going to look as Arab, as Muslim. Uh, you might have a little more success. Um, and I shied away from them. And the reason I did was, I think Abdullah is as American as any other uh, as a, a name. And I think that we have to run authentically as ourselves. If you are not successful as it pertains to the election results, you'll be successful in that you'll break down barriers for generations to come. And so, you know, that, that's the advice that I would offer. Thank you so much for sharing that. I know that for a lot of young people watching you step into your position and even during your campaign, it really provided young Muslim Americans that sense of pride where here you have somebody running, not shortening his name, not shying away from his background and where he comes from. And I think that really has helped to motivate a lot of our younger generation to realize that they don't have to make any compromises, especially when you're seeing leadership across all of these states, like I was saying in Oklahoma and Colorado, places where there may not be large populations of Muslims and Arabs, we're seeing that shift. And it's, and it's a beautiful thing. And I thank you for being so honest and forthcoming with your faith and your culture in front of the global population. Now, I have a question for both of you. You have both been involved in service work in your past, globally and locally. Um, would you say your commitment to assisting and supporting others had an impact on your decision to run for office? And how has that charitable work that you've done in the community helped you on your journey to your political aspirations? Bill, do you wanna go first? Sure. <laughs> um, so, you know, uh, from with my background, you know, I, I have served, you know, uh, 21 years in the U.S. Marines and uh, worked overseas. And, you know, some of the things that uh, obviously as a young, you know, young child, you know, my mom always ingrained in us and in doing community service, you know, it wasn't at that time, you know, it wasn't by choice. It was, okay, this is what you're doing. And uh, I remember back in the day when Access was just starting and uh, they had the Maral Lebanese at the Hadi, you know, they were helping, you know, orphanages. So we were involved with that stuff as young age. I was very young at the time. So we were doing that stuff. It kind of, you know, it resonated, you know, it's like my mom, you see her and all her uh, lady friends, all the moms, they were involved in the community. So when I joined the service, you know, I've done, you know, multiple uh, deployments overseas and, you know, some of the stuff that I've done, uh, you know, we had uh, uh, help different countries, you know, build their infrastructure. You know, we train their foreign, you know, governments with, you know, promoting democratic, you know, governance. You know, we train their military. 
you know, and one of the, the best thing that I used to enjoy the most is when they give me on a humanitarian mission and, you know, help build in infrastructure of like different areas. So I, I used to love that, you know, being on the ground, you know, this is a, you know, foreign country. Um, we have no idea, you know, anything about their culture, you know, uh, but yet, you know, uh, we're help, helping them. So it really, it really, uh, it, it, again, it resonated with me just to help, you know, these, these countries or those people not from the United States. And uh, I remember one of my last deployments in 2012, you know, I got hurt on that deployment. And I remember <clears throat> I was in the hospital for a few days. And when I, when I came to, I, I Skyped my wife, you know, and I told her, because, uh, you know, I already knew some of the turmoil that was going on in my city here in Dearborn Heights at the time. So I told her, I said, if I come home alive on this, this deployment, you know, I will be running for office, you know, when I retire, which I did retire in 2016, ran for office in 2017 and won a seat on the council. But uh, with that, you know, we've been engaged with, uh, I've been engaged with the community in, way, way back in the day, uh, you know, with different organizations, you know, we've done a lot of different youth programs you know, uh, some of the inner city youth, you know, with, uh, you know, uh, teaching them, uh, like doing golf outings, you know, and just mentoring, you know, ki kids with even with the veterans organizations that I was involved with. So uh, with that, you know, it's, uh, I, I, I really wanted to uh, run at the time, you know, so I can, you know, do something on a higher scale, you know, as the mayor of the city, so I can do something instead of just sitting on the sideline and just keep preaching. It's like, okay, somebody has to do this. You know, with me, it's like, if you want to become part of the change, you have to be the change yourself. And that's one of the things. That's why I wanted to run so I can do that. You know, when the, and I know uh, uh, Mayor Hamoud was also involved with a lot of things, you know, with, uh, you know, I was, you know, watching them doing side, you know, work, you know, with Dearborn. I was in you know, Dearborn Heights and sometimes we cross paths. You know, he was doing the, you know, the food drives and, you know, different initiatives with the city, with his, with his city in Dearborn. And, you know, Dearborn is also dear to me. You know, I was, I was raised in Dearborn as well. I went to school in Dearborn. But uh, so that's, that's one of the things that motivated me, you know, just to, to do things and to run for office. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Where I'm a part of that old, back in the old days. So I know exactly what you're talking about. Um and we're lucky to have now a younger generation of leaders coming up and taking the reins so that those of us who've done the back in the, <laughs> the olden days can take a break and let the younger generation lead. Um, Mayor Bazzi, thank you. Thank uh, Mayor you. Hamoud, how, how uh, has your service background helped you on, on this path? Yeah. Thank you for that question. And I don't know where I fall in terms of the young and olden days. I, I think I'm right in the middle. Um, and obviously, Bill and I have crossed paths several times as well with, with you, Sahila. You know, for me, uh, service, you know, was ingrained in my faith in many ways. Um, you know, most folks know my family throughout the community from Amir Sheikh Ahmed Hamoud, right? I mean, you always see the, the, the service of my uncle uh, when I went to watch uh, the khutbah every Friday. Um, uh, the service of my mother, who assisted dozens, if not hundreds of families with filing for applications for social security, not sure whatever it might be. Um, and so, and my father always taught me, Sheikh al uh, there's no work that's, that's, that's uh, embarrassing. And so there's nothing that I didn't get my hands into. Uh, but the impetus for running for office came 
Um, you know, when I was at a point in my life uh, when I had lost my older brother unexpectedly, and um, I received a packet in the mail, uh, in the mail, 50 pages, and it was 50 pages worth of people sharing their stories of how my brother had impacted their lives, and that's when I decided to follow in his footsteps um, and see if I can be that broader change for the broader Dearborn community, like my brother was for me and, and, and countless others. Um, and so, in, in its own way, that campaign was a spiritual journey. Um, in itself, whether it was mourning uh, and, and, and remembering the loss of my brother, because it was shortly after, um, but also in trying to find purpose and understanding of what had just happened. Um, but I think uh, service is ingrained. You know, as Muslims, we there are many values that uh, that are taught to us: wanting for your neighbor what you want for yourself, um, assisting to your neighbor first and foremost before you go out and assist others uh, much broader. Um, you know, and so I think uh, all those values that were taught to me by my mother, by my father, through the actions of my siblings, through, you know, the whole community at whole, when it came to running for office, it seemed like a natural fit, uh, which is why people say, can Muslims run for public office? I say, we're groomed uh, from an early age uh, because the values instilled in us are the values of those of wanting to do good. SubhanAllah, that truly is. And Allah Yerham, your brother, I Thank know he you. is so proud of you watching over you every step of the way. Um, you know, we hope as time continues, we hope to see more Muslims in the West taking a vested interest in, in these types of positions and political spaces across the Muslim diaspora. Muslims continue to develop as a mainstream political force, mobilizing their communities and becoming a voting bloc that politicians are now acknowledging and knowing that we need to be addressed and communicated with so we're continuing to move forward and to learn more, reaching out to local orgs and seeing how we can be more actively engaged. Um, please note to our viewers, you can always find research on the Muslim diaspora and their involvement in politics and civil service that are conducted by Muslims and allied groups that help to bridge that divide and help to open up those spaces and get people more actively involved. So I hope that you will take an opportunity from learning from Mayor Bill Bazzi and Mayor Abdullah Hamoud and seeing what ways that you can make change happen in the world. So we hope to see you in the near future and wish you all continued success. Thank you so much gentlemen for sharing this opportunity with us and best of luck to you and your journey in politics. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.